views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This show's audio was via a Skype call. Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Follow host Sarah Main on her ongoing journey of conscious confidence and gain timeless wisdom to unleash unparalleled confidence. A conscious confidence. Learn to ignite the living spark of wisdom, a new narrative for fulfillment contained in Sanskrit and the ancient, powerful, engaging, and fun conscious conversations to discover your own magnificent true self. Learn to dispel the fear shadow as Sarah provides essential knowledge about embracing change and the power of transformation. Get ready. Conscious Confidence starts now. Hi, I'm Sarah Main, and welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I get to do this fabulous show with Sarah. Um, Wow. I was sitting, Sarah, over the weekend, and I was looking at the show, and of course, I'm looking at the website, and I'm just looking at what's to come. And it's so hard to be in the present moment when you are on the edge of what's to come. And it led me to thinking about what you're going to talk about today, (laughs) because this is about master key to conscious confidence. And I I have to tell, oh my God, I'm going to get all choked up here. Um, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about you and I was thinking about my life. And I thought, how did I ever get to work with somebody like Sarah Main? And I was saying to Linda, that I wake up some days and I can't believe the amazing people that are in my life. And the reason that it brings tears to my eyes a bit is because your message coming forward is going to help countless millions of people. And and there's a level of fulfillment from that that it's hard to explain. Do you know what I mean, Sarah? You're the one that has created conscious confidence. This is the world you live in. But there has to be moments where we stop and we reflect on where we are, right? Oh, most definitely, yeah. Um, it, it is incredible. And I feel, yes, okay, I can be called the creator of conscious confidence, but really what I'm doing is bringing forth timeless wisdom. It's a thread of consciousness that's been here for all time. Um designed to keep humanity connected with themselves and this is just an expression of that timeless wisdom Mm -hmm. it's the wisdom I was taught um, and it's just an expression that's come forward now so the intention is that it's relevant for everyone now Mm -hmm. so this as uh, this show many other shows we've done and many that we will do open up a door an invitation. So I want to start out by with this because we are talking today about the master key to conscious confidence. Let's start with what that is. You know, where do we begin with this? And and again, I'm reflected by this moment of stillness that I had in sort of reflecting on a number of things this weekend. Let's talk about 
Where, where does this begin? Well, the master key for conscious confidence is very simple. It's stillness and it's attention. Inner stillness and single-pointed attention. How that's relevant to conscious confidence and what it is and all of that sort of thing, that's what we're going to talk about. But let's just be simple and let's be clear. The master key really to life, but the master key to conscious confidence is stillness and attention. If you can master being still and giving your attention, then that's that's all you need. Mm. Everything else comes from that. Mm. Um, because the the power of stillness is that it's a connection to yourself. Think of a tree, conscious confidence being a, a big tree with deep roots that hold it and keep it strong and steady in the face of storms and whatever the environment and, and uh, yeah, the environment and weather throws at it, it can stand tall and strong, withstand all those challenges and yet provide food and shelter for everyone. It stands tall and proud. Mm. And the roots of that tree, in order to stand tall and proud in, in the sort of challenging conditions that it may face, the roots are deep into the soil, deep into the ground. And in ourselves, think of the tree, we need our roots deep into ourselves. And that means deep into inner stillness, into deep stillness. Um, and then people may say, well, fine, then what do I do? I've still got to live my life. I've got to go shopping. I would take the, the children to school. I've got to clean. I've got to cook. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Fine. That's where the attention comes in because it's deep stillness within ourselves. And then when we move into action, we give our full attention. And attention is like stillness in action. Mm. So it's the expression of the stillness in action is through our attention. Mm. So it's you need to understand both. Yeah, you know, the, and I want to talk about this because there are so many stories that you bring forth and examples of this that are so relevant and important. And I think I've shared this with you through the eyes of a 10-year-old. I have a 10-year-old. I'm, 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 I'm Auntie Patty. <laughs> there you go. Um, and I have been enlightened by this 10-year-old. One, one of the bits of enlightenment has to do with the tree. So there are trees. We have trees. I don't think you can see them today in the yard, but they have giant roots. And one day I'm watering the tree, but I'm watering the tree close to the, the what do they call it? The trunk. Yes. And the little 10-year-old says to me, Auntie Patty, she was seven, I think, you're watering where there aren't any roots. Why aren't you watering where the roots are? And she pointed out how vast that root system was. Mm. See, we don't see how vast our root system is, do we? But no. conscious confidence helps us with that. That's right. Because this, the deep stillness, you think about um, an archer with a bow and arrow. The, when the archer puts the, um, I don't have the terminology for archery, but puts the arrow on the string and then yeah. pulls the string of the bow back further and further and further, that's going into deep stillness. 
it's pulling the arrow, the bow, the string of the bow back further and further and further. And the further back the archer can pull the string of the bow, then when it comes time to releasing the arrow, the arrow has such power and travels and flies directly in a straight direction to exactly where it's intended to go. It's got more power. It flies far faster and with much less effort. And all of that is because of being drawn back further and further. So in terms of deep stillness, falling deeply still, becoming still, and then giving our full attention is like the, then the arrow being released. Mm-hmm. And our full attention from deep stillness, what we do is far more efficient. It's easier. If we have challenges or problems to solve, the solution's evident. Um, and what we need comes to hand. And that is a natural way of living. It is a natural way of operating. Oh, I, I couldn't believe that you used this particular story. My brother-in-law was a, what, what do they call him? He was a master archer. That's it. Archer. Master archer. Right. And I had the experience of going out with him once. And that expression that you just shared, that and what's about to, what, what you're about to share, was unlike anything I had ever experienced because I got to pull that, bu- that, that bow back farther than I thought I could ever pull it back. And he mm. said to me, it's not far enough back. Yeah. You can pull it further back. Yeah. And my mind kept saying, I can't pull it per- further back. And I know <laughs> we're going to talk about this today. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about this today. And he said, you can. You can, absolutely not in the monumental moves you make, he said. But then he said, now don't move, be still. Yeah. (laughs) I think you're kind of saying almost the same thing, aren't you? Same thing. Yep, same thing. Um, There's a traditional story. uh, It's about the arrow maker. I think you call them a Fletcher. But there's this traditional story in the wisdom traditions of this arrow maker and he's in his workshop and he's sharpening the tips of the arrows. And outside in the street, a wedding procession goes by. And this is a big wedding procession. So you, you, you may have elephants and animals and people and they're singing and dancing and instruments and symbols being crashed together and drums and lots of celebrations. You can imagine, you know, really big hullabaloo passing along. And this arrow maker is completely still at the tip of the arrow that he's sharpening at the time. He's completely calm and content and still there and he's completely unaware of this, of this noise going past the window. There's no need for him to be aware of it because at that point when he's sharpening the tips of the arrow, which is, you know, the crucial point of the arrow, his attention is right there with what he's doing. And we need to understand and we need to know about 
that story of the arrow maker so that we can, it gives us an indication of what we need to know and what we need to practice when it comes to single-pointed attention. It doesn't matter whether we're washing the dishes, we give our attention to what we're doing at the time. We're driving, we're talking, we give our attention at the time to what we're doing. Mm. And that takes practice, particularly in this day and age with technology. God bless technology. We're talking by virtue of technology. <laughs> it is wonderful. Let's embrace it. But also there are a lot of distractions. It is easy to become distracted these days, mm -hmm. far more easy than I think it was a bit when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. There were fewer distractions. Um, but it, that you just need to be aware of the distractions and still recognise the need for stillness and attention in what we're doing. And we're going to talk about that. I know we're we going to talk up. about it when we come back. We're going to take a short break. I will tell you that what my brother-in-law, what Tom did, after he saw it, can you imagine me? I'm shaking all over. The bow is shaking. The arrow is shaking. Everything is shaking. And all I could think about is I can't pull it back any further. What he did next really talks to what you're going to talk about next. Let's take a short break and we come back. This is what this is all about. Sometimes we need the help of people that are, let's just call them a little bit wiser, at least what I, wiser than I was back then. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Sarah May, Conscious Confidence, Master Key, Conscious Confidence. We'll be right back. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. The Knowledge Book, currently studied in 39 countries and 15 languages around the world, accelerates our evolution, takes us out of depression, offers universal truth, protects us, and makes us stronger, both spiritually and physically. So if you are interested in The Knowledge Book, visit usa.thenowledgebook.net and tune in to The Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Dream on, lie high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, lie high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, 
Visit flyhighliving.com. Are you stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a life of inspiration, love, self-acceptance, and fun? Sounds like you're on the verge, on the verge to your next big thing. Join Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio, helping you use your breakdown for a breakthrough, overcome life's greatest challenges, and live the life you want and deserve. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio or visit seattlehealinghypnosis.com for more information. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy Al, on The Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Conscious Confidence Radio today. I'm so thrilled. Sarah Main has created this incredible platform, which we are referring to today as Conscious Confidence Radio. Uh, Today, the episode is all about the master key to conscious confidence. And you're going to get to hear today how this ancient wisdom now is being brought forth. So perfectly timed and tuned for the world we live in today. Sarah, before we continue and talk a little bit about what happens in the stillness, tell folks how they can find out more about you. And then you have a free download as well. I do. If you want to know more about Conscious Confidence and about me and the work I'm doing, go to my website, ConsciousConfidence.com. That's ConsciousConfidence.com. And from the website, you can download, there's a free giveaway and it's an, an alignment guide. Try and say that quickly three times. <laughs> an, al- an alignment guide. Um, and download it, print it out, have a look at it. It's full of information about aligning body, mind, heart and spirit. Mm, so yeah. go to my website, consciousconfidence.com and download the alignment guide. It's fabulous because in it, there are diagrams. I mean, you have done a masterful, uh, masterful way to present this to folks. Um, I want to get on to that next part where we're talking about stillness and attention. And what I said to you during the break, what my brother-in-law Tom did at the time for me was as I'm shaking, he, he just walked next to me and put a blindfold on me. I think it was a handkerchief. Now, clearly this was not his first rodeo. He probably have had many people that he's uh, attempted to do this with. But the minute he did that, something changed for me. And I think you're going to talk about it. You're going to talk about the stillness and the intention. Yeah. <laughs> it's a marvelous story. I think I'm having like a little traumatic just thinking about that moment, but it has a happy ending. <laughs> well, what we need to understand, we, we do need some knowledge to help us here with stillness and um, giving attention, um, is we need to understand the instrument and how the, well, the wisdom traditions present this fine instrument of mind and heart that we all have. We need to understand the elements of that and how they work because otherwise we will get lost in in the functioning of it if we don't actually understand how it works so in the wisdom traditions 
there's this fine instrument of, of mind and heart, and it has four parts to it, four aspects. And the first one is what is commonly called these days the monkey mind. In Sanskrit, that's called manas. The manas is the monkey mind. The second part's the buddhi or the intellect. The third part is the chitta or the memory. We call it the heart. And then the fourth aspect is um, the sense of existence, the feeling of an individual existence. Um, and it can be aham or ahankara, and we'll talk about that. So the monkey mind is the one we're probably most familiar with but often most unaware of how it functions and get trapped in it. The monkey mind or the manas is that interpretive aspect of the mind. It's the one that chatters away. It has language. So it chatters away. It comments. It's perpetually making associations. So we've got this constant weaving of a web it has the power to weave this web of sort of semi-related connected circling thoughts roaming around all right so you see something and it makes you think of something you did when you were 10 years old and then you remember the ice cream that you ate with your grandmother and then there's this and then you see some that's just manas doing what it does that is the nature of what it does it has the power of language so it chatters away I think it, Manas has a bit of a delusions of grandeur because it can sort of lord it over the situation unless yeah. we're aware of it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and it, Manas runs to a cycle, um, and I'm going to refer to it, so I will look at my notes for this. It, it runs to a cycle, and you, you need to actually be aware of this because otherwise it seems like it's pinging around randomly, but actually it runs to a cycle and there's an Upanishad, the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, that describes it. It starts, manas forms a desire. It has the power to formulate a desire. Then doubt, then resolution, then faith, then lack of faith, then steadfastness, then lack of steadfastness, then there's shame, then there's repetitive thinking and then there's fear and then the cycle starts again with desire with doubt, with resolution, and it goes around and around and around. We don't see that it's a cycle. We know we have repetitive thinking. We don't realise that it is actually cycling through the same pattern. So take, for example, let's just take an example. You have a desire for money. So one, the monkey mind will formulate, I want money, I need money, I have a desire for money. And it'll come with some language usually. So then there's doubt. Oh, God, I can't do this. I don't know how to do it. Doubt. Then there's resolution, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'll do it anyway, regardless. Then there's faith. We put some faith. We look around and we find something. We put some faith in a plan. We come up with a plan or we find someone or we see something on TV or online, right? So then we have faith. We put our faith in a plan. And then inevitably something undermines that plan. Maybe maybe you know, sort of dramatic or just little, but there'll be something that undermines that plan. Then we'll lose faith in the plan. There'll be a lack of faith. Then we rally again. There's steadfastness. No, we're going to put our faith in the plan. We're going to do something about it. And then there's lack of steadfastness. 
we get distracted by all the other options. And with the internet these days, there are gazillion options, right? It's not just talking to people. You go online, I've seen another website, I've seen something, there was something on Facebook. I saw a little video, it was fabulous. So we've got all these distractions and now we've got steadfastness and lack of steadfastness. And then we hit shame. We feel bad. We feel terrible because we haven't been able to follow through with our original plan. Okay. And then we engage in repetitive thinking about all the things we've done and and how it's not going to work. So we project into the future that how it's not going to work. So there's this repetitive thinking goes on and then there's fear about the future. And with fear, it stops. That stops still that whole cycle and we start again with another desire. Mm. And if you look at, you know, take something in your life and look, it will track those elements. This wisdom tradition is spot on. Mm -hmm. It's simple, clear and spot on. And you just need to know this. You need to know that that's what the mind's doing. It's not bad. It's just how it's designed to work. And if we think that's the only function within ourselves, then we're just trapped in this basically sort of like a front-loading washing machine going around and around and around. That's a recognisable experience for most of us. It's an enormous gift to understand that there is a cycle that is operating, and I'm going to call it a normal cycle. I don't think it's normal. I I don't like the word normal, but let's just say it is something that is happening, and it's going to happen many times in our lifetime. The difference is if we know it's happening, there might be something we could do. If we don't know it's happening, we call it chaos. Exactly. Because in the middle of it, if you were in the middle of a washing machine cycle, good image, you feel like you'd be tumbled around, especially a front loader where you can mm-hmm. watch it in the window, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but from the washing machine's point of view, it's just going through its program and you just need to be standing on the outside of the washing machine knowing that it's going through a program <laughs> rather than on the inside feeling like it's chaotic with water coming in and oh, carrying on. So, and you see, you only know that from stillness. Mm. That's where, you know. Well, you said it before, and I want to talk about monkey mind for a little bit, because it it is, I think it emerged, I want to say 15, 20 years ago in more modern culture. But there are stories that go with that. It's not like somebody just wrote a book and there it was, but I think ah. think that's way it, what way it happened. But it so beautifully addresses what's going on inside of us, not as this is who you are. This is just something that's going on. It's just the um, mechanical makes it, um, I, I don't know, it dehumanizes it, but it is automatic it is mechanical in the sense that this is just how it functions we are not that stillness makes that plain we connect with who we really are through the stillness that's why it's the master key Mm. there's a traditional story about the monkey mind which is so useful if you just have this this would help um and this story is widely available in different forms and slightly different formats in different traditions but one I know there's a farmer and he has um, a farm to tend but he's also interested in meditation he wants to sit and meditate 
but he has all these responsibilities running a farm. And so this monkey turns up and says, I'm here to help. I will help you. I will do, but there's a deal. I ha you have to agree to this. This is the, the deal. I will do anything you say, and I'm quick, I'm good, I'm efficient. I'll do anything you say, but you have to keep me occupied 24-7. If I'm idle for a moment, I'll kill you. Mm. That's the deal. The farmer thinks, this sounds great, fantastic. So we take, he said, sure, um, you're on. So he gives the monkey something to do. He tells him to go out and do a job and whoosh, he's done it perfectly. So he gives him another one, whoosh, he's done it perfectly. This goes on and on and on. The problem the farmer's got is he said he, he can't actually stop and meditate because the monkey's constantly there saying, right, I'm done, what's the next job? Done, what's the next job? So he, he comes up with a plan. Aha. He tells the monkey, go out into the forest, cut down a 15-foot pole of bamboo. So whoosh, back, here it is. He said, smooth it down, done. He said, set it in the ground vertically so it doesn't move, done. There it is, pole. He said, right, when I don't give you a specific job to do around the farm, you have to run up and down that pole and not stop until I call you with another job. So monkey's great, he does a job and then he's, and that leaves the farmer free to meditate. So he happily sits and meditates and the monkey's going up and down the pole until the farmer has to do something or, you know, there's some reason for something to, to happen at the farm. And after a few weeks, the monkey is so exhausted that he, he comes to the farmer and he says, I give up, I surrender, you've won. He said, I'm so tired. When you, um, I, I will sit quietly by you. And when you give me a job, I'll do it. And other than that, I will sit and wait quietly, resting next to you. Mm. My farmer said, good. And that, that story has so much in it because the monkey is the monkey mind. The farmer is the buddhi, the intellect. We haven't spoken about that yet. But the buddhi is the um, reflective power. It's the decision-making mm. power. Um, it's the evaluation power. And... The, the farmer is this in, the power of the intellect. The pole represents the um, discipline, mental discipline, attention. It could be in the power in, in the form of an affirmation where you repeat an affirmation. It keeps the mind centered on something useful, keeps it usefully occupied. Could be meditation, say a mantra in meditation. Um, but that pole represents the discipline to actually give attention and it keeps the mind under control basically because otherwise it runs amok and creates trouble. I love the way you shared this story because what you're also talking about is you're talking about us learning something. You're talking about something in the world we live in today that is so absolutely necessary. And, you know, it's interesting, Sarah, uh, when I was at my worst with my own healing, physical healing journey, uh, there wasn't much you could say to me because I wasn't seeing anything getting better. So I couldn't rely on what I could see. And I didn't have that mantra until very much by accident, Linda scheduled a show with somebody that I wasn't very interested in talking with because the book was called The Only Little Prayer You Need. And I thought, come on. Now, that wasn't really what the book was about. 
The book yeah. was about what you just said. And so the assignment I got was, I want you to 70 times a day for 70 days, no less than 70 times a day for 70 times, for the say, say thank you to whatever source of God energy. And I said, well, what am I thanking it for? And the answer was, you're just thanking it. Mm. What you're talking about is something that sounds like we can implement it, but our monkey mind would actually, or my, like in my case, would actually have me believe before I even try it that it could actually work. Yeah. Right? So you're going to talk about this and you're going to talk about what happens if every conflict, what happens if every disappointment, every struggle, every illness, what happens if there was ancient timeless wisdom that you just shared, that story just shared, what happens if it could change our life? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Because the answer really is, we can change our lives. Sarah May, Conscious yes. Confidence, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what is it about stillness and intention in everyday life that is a game changer for you, your family, and for the rest of your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Conscious Confidence Radio. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to have the honor of doing this show with Sarah, Sarah Main, who has crafted so beautifully what conscious confidence is, what it means to the world. And through this particular show and others, it's not, not simply about providing a conversation about what our potentiality is, but it's also about providing the tools that we need in order to live in today's world. You can find out more about Sarah. You can download the free guide at consciousconfidence.com. Uh, please go ahead and do that. Today's show is talking about Master Key, is talking about what it is that if we knew this, if we had this wisdom, it would be a game changer in our life. And we were just talking, you share that great story. Um, but this is also something if we learn and then put it into being, we really could shift our lives. Yeah, it's the only way we're going to shift our lives. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just tell you that now. It is the only way. Mm. It takes practice. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, practice is a muscle. Um, learning to give attention, especially in this day and age, is a muscle and it needs practice. If I said go and run a, a marathon right now, you wouldn't be able to do it and you'd know you wouldn't be able to do it. None of us would. I mean, you think of what elite athletes put into their training and their practice and their discipline, especially now once they brought brought in sports psychology, they're not just training physically. Right. You know, everything they do right from their sleep and their shoes and their this and their food, it's also their mental state. I mean, athletes understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dancers and performers and musicians understand, well, to a degree understand this. But, you know, the average person who doesn't have aspirations in these ways at these elite levels, um, it's the same thing. It's this comes back to actually proper discipline and focus. And for us, it's the inner stillness and the attention. And that's all you need. But how to actually learn this, what it means, how to do it is another matter. Mm. It is simple. It is straightforward. But you do need proper wisdom. Yeah. And the wisdom and the wisdom traditions have been providing this forever. It's mm-hmm. tried and true and tested. And by the way, I mean, I want to get back to the point that this is something we use in our everyday life. Yeah. 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 So this story you're bringing forth and the aspect, these keys, this is yeah. so, okay, we can do this in our everyday life now. Absolutely. So um, I've got a great story. But I'll just tell you, we talked about manas. There's also the aspect of the intellect in Sanskrit, the buddhi. And the buddhi discriminates sort of truth from untruth, real from unreal. It sifts and it sorts, um, but not in an active way. It's more reflective. So when we fall still, the aspect of buddhi immediately becomes evident and becomes active. It gets covered over. It's always there. It gets covered over by all the discursive movement of the monkey mind. Um, But as soon as we fall still, the booty, the intellect reflects and we can decide and we know it's where genuine creativity, something genuinely new that isn't part of the washing machine movement round and round and round of the monkey mind. It comes from the booty, the intellect, the real intellect. Then there's the chitta. The chitta is the heart. And if you think of a clear lake or pool of water, when the chitta is still, it reflects naturally. And, you know, I've been to New Zealand and I'm sure you've got areas in um, the States that are like this where you can look at a, a, a beautiful scene of a lake and it will reflect perfectly like a mirror, the yeah. mountains and the trees. I mean, it is a complete and perfect reflection. Yeah. And yeah. that is because of the stillness. Well, the heart is like that. The chitta is like that. This is the seat of our deep memory of what's real, our deep memory. Of course, if the chitta gets agitated, the water gets agitated, then the reflection isn't there and we can't remember. So stillness is key there. And then below that is, in Sanskrit, aham is our sense of self, just our sense of self. If it is attached to something, it's called the hankara. Like if I'm stupid, you have an idea, I am stupid, we're attaching our sense of existence to the idea of stupidity. And we will feel like we are stupid. But that is not true. We've attached to an idea of stupidity. All right. The I amness, and there's plenty around about I am, that sense of existence, that is untouched. It just can get attached to something. So, look, that's just a thumbnail sketch of some of the elements of 
the beautiful fine instrument of our mind and heart. But how does um, stillness and attention, how does that work with everyday life? We may think we've got to go and sit in a cave and, and rush off to retreats every second week and we can't possibly do this in our busy daily life. But that's exactly where the rubber meets the road. It's practising simply in everyday life that's where the transformation really happens. And there's a fantastic, beautiful story um, that it's called Narada and the Jar of Oil, and it exemplifies the need for practising and the power of practising in everyday life. There's this sage Narada, and he's um, living in the divine realm. So he's not even amongst the earthly beings he's in the divine realm and he's on his cloud in the divine realm strumming his instrument and singing to his beloved lord vishnu he adores vishnu and he does this all day every day he has nothing else to do except be completely devoted and sing these hymns of praise wonderful and he gets this idea that maybe he is the greatest devotee of vishnu no one else could surpass his level of devotion and worship and so he goes to Vishnu and he says, my beloved Lord, can you tell me who your greatest devotee is? You know, he's trying to get out of him that it's you, Narada. So, and Vishnu can see what's coming. And he says, you are by far my greatest devotee. Totally. I love the way you sit and worship. It's fantastic. <laughs> but there's just one other person, bar one, you're the greatest. So Narada, he says, what? How can this be? He said, who is this person? He said, well, there's this humble farmer. He's down on earth. He's actually, he's, he's the best devotee. And Narada says, I've got, I've got to meet this guy. You know, let's go. So Narada says, okay, I'll show you. So Narada, quick as a flash, as these divine beings can, he puts on this disguise of human form and they're dressed as just normal travellers and they're travelling along and they get to the front door of this farmhouse knock 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 on the door the farmer's daughter opens the door and she says yes welcome travelers and the farmer calls out who's there and his daughter says oh there's two two men passing by and he said that's okay invite them in we're having dinner so these two are invited in it's a simple farmhouse they're invited in in, in and the, the farmer's there and his wife and some other children and they all sit down. They've got a simple meal. It's nothing fancy. They're welcomed in as honoured guests. They're sitting there and they have this meal. And before the meal starts, the farmer says a simple prayer to Vishnu. And then they have this meal and occasionally the farmer will hum a little tune of a lovely devotional song to Vishnu. And this goes on and they clean up the meal and it's lovely. The next day, the farmer says, well, come and, and you know, they stay overnight. Come and um, work around the farm with me. Do you want to see what I do? And they say, yeah, we'd love to. So they follow him around. And all throughout the day, whenever the farmer goes to do something, milk the cows, um, do something with the animals, the crops, I don't know what, he's humming songs of praise to Vishnu. He's... Um, you know, when he goes to start something, he stops for a moment, falls still, says a little prayer of offering to Vishnu, and he carries on, right? And he's busy all day, then at night dinner and so on and so forth. So this is great. They hang around there for a while and they see this, and then they um and then Vishnu and Narada start having a chat off to the side. 
And Narada says, look, I can see he's a, you know, a devoted man and all this, but, you know, look, he's a farmer. He's got all these jobs to do. How can you not know, actually sit there the whole day? I don't do anything except praise you. You know, I mean, how does this work? And Narada says, look, here, being benevolent, God, but Narada gives him a jar of oil filled to the brim, totally up to the top. He said, see this jar of oil? I'm giving it to you. Put this jar on your head. And walk around this small hill without spilling one drop. So Narada heads off. He puts it on the top of his head and he walks so carefully around step by step by step. Doesn't spill a drop because that's what he's been told to do. He gets back, puts the jar down. He said, see, there you go. I've done exactly what you told me. And Vishnu says, fantastic. He said, how many times did you think of me whilst you were carrying that jar of oil? And Narada says, oh, I didn't think of you once. I was so busy thinking about that jar of oil. Mm. And Vishnu says, you see? He said, you were just carrying one jar of oil around a small hill. He said, that man has a farm to deal with, look after crops, a family, a wife. He's got a full range of responsibilities in his life he meets his responsibilities fully and he has time to remember me he said you only had a jar and you forgot me mm. and that just tells us that the real power is whenever we remember as often as we remember as we go about our daily work to remember to fall still take a moment and breathe and relax and then give our full attention simply to what we're doing at the time, that is so much more powerful than thinking that we've got to go and sit in retreats or I'm not panning retreats, but no. it's the work we do and the practice we do in daily life is where the transformation really, really, really happens. Mm -hmm. I love that you shared that story because there are two things that come to mind about it. One is we are living in a world where pretty much everyone we know is multitasking. Even the farmers of our day are really doing more than farming today. And yet at the same time, without the wisdom and the knowledge to know that we have to be more than what we do. We have to be more than our to-do list and our checklist. And not kind of like as a sidebar, remember to be still. But almost the opposite. Exactly. Right. It, it, it is exactly that. Um, to start, you know, it, it, we've got tasks every day. But before you start the task, just to stop for a moment and actually come into the present moment and be still, fall still, and the monkey mind will settle. And if we have a mantra or some prayer that we remember or some affirmation that we're practising, just to come back and connect with that. Remember, that's the pole that keeps the monkey mind disciplined. Mm -hmm. If we remember that and then go into action with what we're doing, mm -hmm. avoiding distraction and giving full attention to what we are doing, we're far more efficient. Think of the arrow being pulled back. It flies far faster and more directly and with less effort and with more power to its target. If we started each task that we have to do in each day, Mm -hmm. uh, with that intention, fall still and give full attention with a still mind, we're far more efficient, we're far lighter and happier. And yeah. it is the way transformation takes place.
And also, Sarah, in your FUSE program, these are the things you, you know, you teach. I mean, conference, uh, conscious confidence, right? To bring it to reality, to make it so that this is this timeless wisdom. However, it's a timeless wisdom that is equal to, if not more important today than it ever has been. And right. And so around this, you've created a way for people to work with you to not just learn this one time, but to create a create a way of life where they could be in this stillness and be open to the possibilities that is available to us. Because without that stillness, we don't see possibilities. Absolutely. Yeah. That, I mean, that is the basis of the Conscious Con- Confidence Program because people can be confident, but I'm talking about being consciously yeah. confident and it's that connection with consciousness, with yourself, with inner stillness. The program is built around that. It takes into account all aspects of a person's being. It's completely self-directed. Uh, it's self-empowering. It's all the knowledge and the practice that you need um, I offer coaching programs so I can help you directly with this. I do can also give keynotes and speeches. And I mean, I, yeah. having direct connection with me gives you the opportunity to actually drill down further so it's relevant for you. But this program is utterly practical. And, you know, the, the old expression, a rising tide lifts all boats. You only need to start with just one element that appeals to you in the Conscious Confidence Program. It will lift your whole level. You don't have to just do level one and then the rest is left un, unattended. The rising consciousness within yourself will lift the whole situation. And, you know, one of the things I love about what you shared today and what you also share is we can have a sense of stillness even if what is going on around us is not still. And I think we don't talk about that enough. I think we talk about, oh, I'm going to have that moment of stillness. Turn off the TV. Go do this. Be quiet over here. Don't do that over here. But I don't really think that's exactly what you're saying. See, it's Mm -hmm. a way of being that transcends all of that. Absolutely. You can be in the middle of a complete hullabaloo (laughs) and just be utterly still. Oh, I thought about you this weekend. Oh. Still, stillness doesn't mean there's no noise and there's no movement. Mm-hmm. This, and the thing is, this literally boggles the monkey mind. It can't understand this concept because mm-hmm. it is beyond the, the functioning of the monkey mind. So that's why the monkey mind has to actually be disciplined so it will sit next to the farmer. And to, for that to happen, it needs to be trained up and down that pole. So you need those affirmations, you need the discipline, you need the practice bringing the mind back again and again. Don't beat yourself up if the mind moves. That's the nature of it. Mm -hmm. And you need to train it. You need to actually, you know, I mean, look, I get distracted like anyone else, but but because of the training and the practice and the experience and the knowledge I have, if I need to give my attention to something, I know I can. Yeah. I just give my attention. And these days, though, I turn my phone off. I do. I turn yes. the alerts off on my computer. I turn my phone off. Right? If I'm doing one thing, I, that's what I do. And I know, look, there's books on. People are discovering this. The thing is I'm just relating it to timeless wisdom. It's been around forever and you do need that timeless wisdom. Yeah. That's where the potency comes mm-hmm. from. You need the knowledge from the source. 
I was this weekend, I thought of you, you know, I always prepare for the shows we do. And I was playing my favorite sport, which I love. And it was extremely <laughs> noisy. It was very, look at her. It was, it was noisier than usual. People were really happy playing and there were a lot of people. And I found myself, I couldn't focus. I was totally distracted. Then my mind started to blame the noise for my lack of performance. And I could hear you like I was talking to you right now. And I pulled my mantra in. See, everybody knows my mantra there is I love this game. I say it out loud. I say it over again, but I forgot to say it. And I was so focused on the noise and my partner's talking to himself and, and I'm missing one shot after the other. And the minute that I saw your face and that was my mantra. And it took me about, I don't know, about 10 times Mm. to really get into the rhythm of it. But everything became still around me. And I think that's what the power of this is. Now, every show you do, you always present us with something beautiful. And today as well. (laughs) This is the um, Gaia Tree Mantra. I'm just going to get my notes so I have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Gayatri Mantra. This is timeless, ancient, I don't know what to say. It is one of the most sacred mantras in Sanskrit. <clears throat> um, it's very difficult to translate. There are so many because it's so beautiful. But I'll read you one version. It says, body of all, mind of all, spirit of all. May we meditate on the radiance of the inner light. May that self illuminate our thoughts. Peace, peace, peace. And it goes like this in Sanskrit. Om Bhur Bhuva Suvaha Tatsavitur Varenyam Bhargo Devasya Dhimahi Prachodayat Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Mm. That's beautiful, Sarah. Thank you so much. Um, uh, Again, how can people find out more about you? Um, And for those of you out there, please download the guide. It's so amazing. And thank you for helping us learn how to be in that space of conscious confidence, regardless of what the world is presenting. Thank you, Pat. Uh, ConsciousConfidence.com, Sarah Main. Lots more to come. Really excited. Uh, (laughs) A lot of things rolling out with us. But again, remember during the show, please make sure you listen to this and really take it all in. Because what you've given us, Sarah, is freedom. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Lots more to come on Conscious Confidence. Uh, So much more that you will be thrilled to hear about some of the upcoming shows we're doing. And remember, you and I, Sarah, all of us, we have everything we need within us to create the lives we want in the Conscious Confidence way. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Conscious Confidence with Sarah Main. Join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio for more timeless wisdom with Sarah's exciting and innovative approach to living. 
discover more joy, freedom, and step into your limitless potential. For more information on Sarah Main and her work, or to listen to past shows, visit sarahmain.com.